0: to the funeral service for the Archbishop. The funeral procession is due to start at 8 this morning, which will be followed by the service in the St George's Cathedral. Mayoral Committee Member for Safety and Security J.P. Smith says the company's garden will also be closed. He says a public viewing area for people who want to follow the funeral service will be set up on the Grand Parade.
1: Motorists are advised to please find alternative routes during this time or to avoid the St. George's Cathedral precinct entirely if possible. A number of roads including Whale and Adley streets will be closed until Saturday afternoon. A full list of road closures is available on the website.
0: Another 84 people have succumbed to COVID-19 related complications, bringing the total number of fatalities to 91,145. The National Institute for Communicable Diseases says 11,754 new cases have been identified in the last 24 hours, representing a 27.2% positivity rate. Most of the new cases were reported in the Western Cape, followed by Guazulu-Natal and Gauteng. Border Control Management in Pumalanga says it has intercepted 7,000 illegal immigrants trying to cross into South Africa from Mozambique since the start of the festive season. Meanwhile, Border Control Manager at the Libombo Border Post that connects South Africa and Mozambique, Obed Madizi, says there has been a decrease in the number of travellers crossing the border between the two countries on New Year's Eve. He says his team is ready to welcome travellers back from today when many people will start returning after the festive season.
2: I think we are ready as a team, as you can see the team around me, we are ready. Because now we are also even utilizing Kilometre 4, and then all the systems are ready. We're just waiting for the clients to show up from the second so that we can process them with easy. We managed to, to intercept 7,000 uh, of illegal traveling through the borderline. And those traveling people we handed over to our inspectorate. That is another arm of a division from the Department of Home Affairs, so that they can process them and deport them immediately.
0: And finally, a Johannesburg Metro Police officer has been arrested for alleged drunken driving. This arrest and many others were effected on Johannesburg's M1 highway as police conducted a New Year's Eve search and seizure operations across the province. Motorists have been arrested for offenses, including drunken driving, being in possession of drunks or stolen vehicles. MSC for Community Safety, Faith Mazibugo, who was part of last night's operations, says increased uh, police personnel have been deployed around Gauteng.
3: Don't take chances on our roads because all these many roadblocks across the province, they are doing stuff and searches. and we know on the roads that's where you found, find stolen cars, that's where you find drunken drivers. Most of the people they take it that police maybe if maybe they are relaxing with their whole day. Unfortunately they are not, not in how take. Of the president is open to say people must be married, wish to urge them be married but also make sure that you are safe. Drug dealers and drug peddlers
0: are going to be removed. A recap of the top story. President Cyril Ramaphosa has called on the public to remember those who lost their lives in 2021, including leaders and activists such as Emeritus Archbishop Desmond Dudu. Dudu will be laid to rest today after passing away at the age of 90. For SAFM News, I am Amanda Machaga. Headlines at
4: 6.30. The Weekend View on
5: SAFM with Udo Karelsa. Saturdays and Sundays, 6 to 7 a.m. Six and a half minutes after six it is. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the first show of 2022. You know, it is actually my absolute pleasure to be on the radio with you this morning on the first day of a brand new year, just so that I can add to and gauge the mood of a brand new year with you. And I wonder how your festivities went. How many of you right now are actually coming back from some of those festivities still? How how did the change of curfew change your life last night? Was it this epiphany? like Something I've never experienced before or just something you haven't experienced in a while? I'm sure many of you just didn't bother. How many of you didn't make it to midnight last night? You let me know. My, My opening thought for this year is the following. For every one of you who had to find a way around unemployment or for some underemployment for every one of you suddenly found yourself queuing for the government assistance when it was there or those of you who have worked but suddenly found yourself month to month juggling debt on your overdraft and your credit card just to feed your family and pay your staff for every one of you We had to find a way through and around the death of a loved one, through some kind of grief, because of the way the world has changed. And you know what we're talking about here. Please know this. You've put in the hard work. You've found a way to get yourself to this point. You have pulled yourself and those you love through it. All the way to the first day of a brand new year. So may 2022, to all of you, simply be the year that you deserve. Now, this morning's show will be a homage to the life of the late Anglican Archbishop, Desmond Tutu, Emeritus Desmond Tutu. He's laid to rest today, and uh, we'll have running coverage thereof this morning across the SABC platforms. On this show, we'll connect with our reporters in the Mother City and around the Mother City, working on the story. But our question to you, is a very simple and a singular one when it comes to Arch Tutu, the arch. Please share with us, what is his life, his living years? What did his living years mean to you? What is his legacy to you? For me, it comes down to one thing. While the arch was alive, when you saw the purple robe and the cameras of the world focused on him, and mics under his nose. When that was happening, you knew that somebody was fighting for us, fighting on behalf of the best South Africa that we possibly could be. That is what my recollection or my thoughts are around his legacy. But what did he mean to you? What is his legacy in your view? Share those views with us on 41391. Your SMS is through at 1Rand50. Your WhatsApp voice notes on 692 3909 And you can also call us directly on 011-714-8999. On social media, you'll find us under the handle at The Weekend View, where you can post your comments. Mine directly is at Udo. Carlsa uh, SA. It's just touching on 10 past six. Good morning, South Africa. Let's have that conversation. Well, let me tell you what the weather's doing today, and we start off with an extremely high fire danger condition uh, warning expected over the northeastern parts of the Northern Cape and the extreme western parts of the northwest province. Looking at your highs and lows and conditions. Pretoria cloudy this morning, otherwise partly cloudy, some isolated showers as we've seen throughout the last few weeks. 17 your minimum, 28 your maximum. Johannesburg exactly the same conditions, starting on an overnight low of 16 up to 25 later today. Freeeneng also partly cloudy conditions, some isolated showers and thunder showers. 17 and 27. Bombella expect some fog patches this morning, otherwise cloudy conditions, uh, and then moving on to partly. Cloudy with a chance of showers later on 18 and 27. Pulukwane also cloudy with rain later, 19 and 29. Mai King, no rain forecast, but partly cloudy conditions 17 and 32. Uh Freiberg, partly cloudy as well, 15 and 34. Bloomfontein, partly cloudy, 14 and 31. Kimberly, some cloud about as well, 14 your minimum, 32 your maximum. Uppington, just fine. It's a beautiful day there. 16 and 33. Cape Town, where the arch is laid to rest today. Cloudy with isolated morning showers and rain. 15 your minimum, 21 your maximum. George, partly cloudy. 14 and 22. Kleiberg, partly cloudy, 15 and 24. East London, with some cloud about this morning as well, and isolated showers for the rest of the day, 15 and 25. Your numbers. Durban also expects some thunder showers later in the day. 19 your minimum, 28 your maximum, Richards Bay, exactly the same conditions, 19 and 32 your numbers though, and Peter Maritzburg almost always morning fog patches, otherwise partly cloudy, with isolated showers and thunder showers, 16 your minimum, 31 your maximum.
4: You are listening to Udo Carlser on SAFM.
5: Now children. Let us take you on a musical
6: journey of S.A.'s top musicians sharing their life through music on Sold Out Sessions, Saturdays at 8.30. The story behind the song and the impact it had on our country on kosha Sundays at
5: 9.30. Twelve minutes after six it is. Now children, hold a special uh, place in the late Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu's heart. Throughout his life and career, he championed their rights at home and on the international front. Our reporter, Sagri Chetty, spoke to some children to find out what they know and remember about the Arch.
7: The Arch kept countless students at UWC, including numerous activists and student leaders that led the charge during the struggle. Among those is the Deputy Minister of Land Reform and Rural Development, Msebisi Squatcha. Now a Member of Parliament, this former student remembers the dark days when the Arch led from the front in the resistance to oppression. He was a student activist during the late 1980s during the state of emergency in the country. Squatcha says back then, despite being already advanced in years, the Arch was right in the thick of things.
2: We were students during a time... When the benefit was detention, exile, prison, or even death, not very many people were brave enough to face the might of the apartheid regime. I can say to you without any hesitation that he was at the forefront of those people who were saying, this is our country.
7: Squatcher says the artful to ensure that people like himself would have quality education.
2: I'm one of those people who did participate in the struggle, but also was educated through, through structures like South African Student Education Trust (SASET). I was a student at UWC, and anybody knows the UWC under James Carwell in the 80s how hectic it was.
7: Today, UWC prides itself on the giants that walk the grounds of its campus. Among them was the Arch. He became Chancellor during a difficult time at the university. UWC spokesperson Hassan Bader says, in a phase of transition, he helped to establish a new vision for UWC with the likes of Jake Schervel.
4: The Arch's uh, wish for UWC actually happened. You know, we are a university that's reimagined. In the, back in the day, it was imagined as a coloured university, the South African Bush College of South Africa. And with the help of the inspiration of people like the Arch, we were able to transition into a university that's one of the leading institutions for higher education in the world.
7: Squatcher recalls countless times that the Arch would be front and centre.
2: You would find within those diggers when the enemy at the time the South African police in particular, were shooting tear gas and live ammunition. The shield was none other than the Archbishop Desmond
4: Tutu.
7: Abada says social justice is at the core of the arch's legacy for the institution.
4: With, you, with the University of the Western Cape, uh, tuition fees are a lot lower than more, some of the most established universities. And this is actually one of the legacies of the arch. In the academic space, he also made a lot of uh, changes and, and, and still we operate in the way, in the legacy that he had imagined for us.
7: The university will dedicate 2022 to the memory of the arch with numerous programs to honor one of its most famous charges. This report was compiled by Mariska Bueta in Cape Town. I'm Tanya Krauser in George.
5: 16 minutes after six, it is. And uh, we did say to you at the top of the show that we'll be ritzing around the country just to get an update in terms of what is happening today in various parts thereof. Now, we're joined on the line by our reporter, Atule Joka, who's uh, at the Anglican Church in Langa. Uh, Atule, good morning and welcome to the show, firstly.
8: Good morning to you, uh, Udo. Good morning to the listeners
5: of S.A.F.M. Explain to our listeners the significance of Langa in the life and times of the Archbishop.
8: Um, yes, Udo. If I may start speak, uh, to speak about Langa as a township first, it is um, just like many townships in South Africa, it was formed as a result of the apartheid laws which uh, meant uh, people must be segregated from one another, which possibly uh, forced uh, particularly Africans out, out outside of urban areas, forcing them to be uh, on the outskirts and also on the territorial areas uh, of, of the city. That's how Nanga was formed as well. It was built in phases until it was formed uh, officially in 1927. And then in 1934, uh, this is when this St. Cyprian Anglican Church was found by... Um, one of the society's fathers of the church who was coming from Uto'olo, St. John, the evangelist. evangelist. Um, he formed the church because he wanted people who were migrating from the rural areas as a result of the rife unemployment at the time to have a place to come and worship, to be of service, and also to be able to pray and and be able to be amongst with their people. So this is the significance of the church. And then the arch uh, was also a close tied with the church. Um, I was speaking to the pastor here. He was saying that at the time when the uh, the, the, the bishop decided to retire officially, mm-hmm. this is where he's official. Um, retirement ceremony yeah. was yeah. held here. Yeah. Uh, his farewell was done here yeah, because of the significance of the church. It is the oldest uh, parish uh, in the Western Cape because it was formed in 1934 uh, in this oldest township of langa here yes. who were migrating uh, uh, to become um, this one of the oldest uh, township now uh, in south africa so this is how it came about and this is the significance of it um, we know uh, archbishop um, of Cape Town, Tamoma Hoba they say that as a result of COVID-19 protocol, he was urging all congregants to try and uh, hold their own services mm-hmm. where they are not necessarily bus themselves to come to the St. George's Cathedral where the official uh, funeral will be sure. at. So this is one of the churches which also had its own own test day. So they had those close relations with the Arch Udo.
5: I, I, if that, that lectern or that rostrum could... Uh Tell stories About the firebrand Sermons that were Delivered from there I'm sure it could be Turned into a book But Atule What is expected To take place At the church Today I
8: was speaking to To the pastor to ask them uh, about that in particular, uh, because of uh, that uh, clarion call which was made, he said to me, "If possible, going to be on TV would like people to to get the service on the comfort of their home instead of uh, trying to be here and also set up to also set up." at that, uh, with so much financially as well. Mm-hmm. So what we will do is to uh, we'll stay at home, because we have uh, held our service, it was also a new service because they are someone you. who embraced all religions, who embraced all spiritual um, backgrounds of people. So uh, today they will come, they will grant us interviews, they will have elders of the church, the pastor, And all the people who know more about the chest, to just give us the background Mm -hmm. and how what the art meant to them, and also the lessons that they have led to from the art, and also some of the plans that they have about how they are planning to move forward to be of greater service to their people and making sure that they carry that legacy of the art and also pass it on to the people so that they can carry on that vision of peace and love and togetherness, unity, equality. Uh, and fight for that uh, racial um, uh, divisions uh, to make sure we are building uh, this
5: harmony and, and humanity and kindness. with Adule Thank you very much for your time at the Anglican Church in Langa this morning, where the big service was held earlier this week. But people will come to the church today to remember the firebrand that, that was in or, or on that lectern and in the aisles and the pews at the church there. Do let us know before we move along what his legacy leads to in your life. What did the living years of Anglican Emeritus Archbishop Desmond Tutu mean to you? Share those views with us, please, on 41391. Your SMS is at 1Ran50. Your WhatsApp voice notes on 692 3909 And you can also call us directly on 11 714 And your comments on social media at The Weekend View. That's the shows. Mine directly is at Udo Carlser SA. Now, the late Anglican Archbishop will be laid to rest today, of course, almost a week after he passed away at his home in Cape Town at the age of 90. Tutu spent his last Christmas before he died peacefully the following day on Sunday and he will now be buried on New Year's Day at the St. George's Cathedral as our parliamentary correspondent Mercedes percent tells us.
3: The Arch, as to was affectionately known, was honored across the world. During the past week, tributes continued in song, prayers, messages of condolences and speech at various sites and memorial services around the country.
9: Before he goes down,
6: down to that Mother Earth which is going to embrace him, each one of us intentionally look inside reflect and say, what can I do individually to become a better gift to the world, as Arch was.
10: But as much as we remembered about Arch, what he said, what he has done, it will be a shame and indictment on all of us, if after the funeral on Saturday, we all just carry on with our lives and forget about this great man. I've
11: Publicly spoken about how much Arch really enjoyed being the first chair of the elders. Um, He wanted us to speak independently, to speak and work for peace, for human rights, but to do it with love,
6: to do it as elders.
11: We shall tell his story to generations of our children and grandchildren as a true man of God who always spoke truth to power without fear of repressal in
5: uh, early 1980s
1: 1984 85 when when we were in the midst of the campaign for sanctions and divestment and boycotts of the south african apartheid regime and the west decided all the leaders in washington dc and in london uh, and in berlin that they would not support our campaign desmond tutu got so angry he said i think for my part the west can go to hell so yeah he could speak truth to power in his own way.
0: I came to Cape Town as a tomboy and I used to wear just anything I liked and he sat me down and said, Dearie, I think your wardrobe could do with an upgrade. (laughs) And after that he would monitor to see if there was progress on this
5: project. We rejoice and give thanks for your life Arch, for the way in which you lived your truth your courage,
4: and your compassion. Just imagine a world without
12: the arch. We commit to honoring the works and memory of our beloved arch, even as we call on all to celebrate the life and ministry of such a powerful witness for the justice that God demands of all of us. May his soul rest in eternal
3: peace.
13: Chae
3: SABC Radio News also recaps some of the memories of Tutu in his own voice.
1: We, we went to see President Reagan. I had been trying to see him for quite a while, but it was only after I got the Nobel Peace Prize that I actually got an invitation to the White House. So, uh, yes, I, I, I don't mind I mean, how I get there, but I, I did get there, yes. Just imagine how prosperous all of us would be. The vibrant market because you had people who could afford it. (laughs) You want to be rich, then eradicate poverty. Hey, Mr. Zuma, you and your government don't represent me. You represent your own interests. It It was just so fantastic to see this gentle giant who stood up for truth, who let the world know that all are God's children, that sexual orientation is not something that you choose. It's a gift. It's a gift today reminds us that there were very many young people. I mean, the first person to have been killed, Hector Peterson, I don't know, how old was he? 12. And then you've had people like Ashley Creel here. Many, 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 many young people. The blood and the suffering and the sacrifice of young people made an incredible contribution to the freedom that we enjoy today. So, you are really very special. Yes, I am also looking forward to re-inviting His Holiness maybe for my 90th birthday.
3: The resting time of the last Nobel Peace Laureate of South Africa is upon us.
13: My name is Archbishop Tabo Makoba of the Anglican Church of Southern Africa. Uh, Once again, uh, on behalf of the Anglican Church, we pass our condolences to Mamalea and the family. And we thank everyone who has expressed their love and condolences to the family too.
3: The preacher at his funeral will be Tutu's longtime friend and the retired dean of the Anglican Church of Southern Africa, also known as the Anglican Province. Makoba explains how the Anglican process works to select a preacher during the burial of an Anglican Archbishop.
13: Uh, Bishop Michael Ntale, the retired. Uh, bishop of natal who was uh, the uh, dean of the province that is the uh, second to archbishop desmond tutu uh, during his time as archbishop and appointed by the archbishop whilst uh, he was alive uh, will be uh, uh, the preacher Uh, that is how the anglican church works every archbishop has got uh, his own dean of the province and the current dean of the province who assists me uh, is the Bishop of Matrosana, Mulubi um, uh, Di Seco. And so number two to Tutu two, two will be our preacher uh, to uh, delivering the homily. As the Archbishop, I will do the service uh, the, and the internment of the ashes.
3: Tutu's final resting place will be inside the St. George's Cathedral where his grave can be visited after the burial of his remains as Makoba continues to explain what will happen today.
13: And so what will happen is after the the service at the cathedral, the Archbishop will go to the crematorium and um, uh, his mortal remains uh, uh, will be cremated and returned to the cathedral and uh, thereafter uh, a private family internment service uh, will will happen and so the archbishop will then lie in the cathedral uh, for the rest of the cathedral's life and people can come and pay homage and tribute and see his uh, grave uh, or his place of internment uh, at the cathedral.
3: President Cyril Ramaphosa is expected to deliver the eulogy. It's,
5: and that story there by our parliamentary correspondent Mercedes Percent. And uh, what a lovely story it is. And you can listen and watch on SABC on all our platforms today and see how that story unfolds our question to you is simple the legacy left by the arch what is it for you right now though at 830. 30 8 30 wishful thinking let's find out what's happening in the world the latest headlines
0: Thanks Udo. Good morning. In the headlines, the Anglican Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu will be laid to rest today, almost a week after he passed away at his home in Cape Town at the age of 90. Tutu has been granted a special official funeral category one by President Cyril Ramaphosa. Another 84 people have succumbed to COVID-19-related complications, bringing the total number of fatalities to 91,145. The National Institute for Communicable Diseases says 11,754 new cases have been identified in the last 24 hours, representing a 27.2% positivity rate. And Kenya's Education Minister George Magoha says all gay and lesbian students should be banned from attending boarding schools. I'll have details on these and
5: other stories at 7.
4: You are listening to Udo Carlsa on SAFM.
5: 29 minutes before 7 it is. On this show, of course, this morning, we are paying tribute to and also giving you a sense, a preview of what is to come today with the laying to rest of the late Anglican Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu. On the Jetsid Breakfast this morning, between 7 and 10, Bridget Masenga standing in, and they'll do a tribute to uh, the Arch as well with the CEO of Artscape, Dr. Marlene LaRue. Then also, they'll be looking at redesigning the food we eat and the new habits. For a new year, crucial. Remember, we spoke about food wastage. How much goes to waste? I wonder if a redesign, not only of the actual food that we eat, but of the production process, could lead to us wasting less. uh, Moving on in the new year, and as always, don't forget to send in your big fat juicy on WhatsApp or SMS four one three nine one, and those are charged at one rand fifty. Now, I asked you right at the top of the show just what the legacy for you is of Archbishop. Tutu. For me, as I said, when you heard that voice, when you saw the purple robe, when you saw the mics and the cameras trained on him, you knew that whatever was coming out of his mouth, it is from somebody who is fighting for the greater good of South Africa, who's fighting on our our behalf as South Africans, for us to be the best that we possibly can be. So that's the legacy for me. What is it for you? I'll share those contacts in a bit again. But this morning, we have... uh, Oh, where? first caller of 2022, Bramaro. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Sir? I am very well, sir. Very well, sir. Please uh, let us know what your thoughts are on this issue.
8: Firstly, on behalf of all Ghanaians in South Africa and the President of Ghana, we extend our condolence to the Republic of South Africa for the loss. He is the epitome of peace.
9: That is how I would describe him.
8: Without him, there is no peace. Yeah. Whatever he speaks is peace. Whatever he vomits, Lost a great pillar in our democratic era. The only thing we can do is to pray for a better person in replace of him. May God be with him wherever he is heading to. Thank you for the good show. I'm not forgetting, Crazy. A Absolutely. little
5: behind the show. sure. Sure. Ramado, as always, one of uh, the old faithfuls, one of uh, the dedicated listeners to, to all our shows here on SAFM. Thank you very much and nice to kind of open up the year with you this morning. Don't forget to share your views on 41391. Your SMS is at one rand 50 Your WhatsApp voice notes on zero eight two six nine two three nine zero nine. Use that number and you can come through like this.
12: Good morning, braudo. It's Freddy the truck driver. Well, braudo, what i've learned from the old man is that he was an honest man so well his comrades sold him out they, they are not honest they lie to us every time we don't get a increase at work so nobody is listening to the old man so well myself i'll just live honestly now i'm in the truck waiting for a load on a new year's eve stuck on a very dirty truck stop i can't go to into the loo the <laughs> toilets are dirty the showers are dirty i'm here in devon but well rest in peace Arch, and uh we'll continue to you know to work hard even though we are not paid
5: enough sure good day bro that's what i love ne? the bad but but the, the, the positive that attitude is always there. Can I get budget for Freddie, please? I need him to be the show's reporter in 2022. Asim Bliff. By the way, you can also call us directly on 011, just as Bramaro did 714 8999 And you can post your comments on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, at the weekend view is the show's handle. Mine directly is at Udo Carlser SA. The legacy of the arch. What is it for you? Share those thoughts with us. Now as we look back at Desmond Tutu's legacy. One name that comes to mind is that of the 14th Dalai Lama. He's very good friend. his playmate. For most of his life, Archbishop Tutu called the Dalai Lama a close friend. The two Nobel Prize laureates shared a unique relationship, often referring to the other as their spiritual guides and mischievous brothers. Nea Punya has more from New Delhi.
10: It's tough to imagine what an anti-apartheid icon and a Buddhist monk might have in common, but in the case of the 14th Dalai Lama and Archbishop Tutu, it was a lifelong friendship between two kindred souls. The Dalai Lama often referred to Archbishop Tutu as his elder spiritual brother. One of the last meetings between the two leaders was in April 2015 when Archbishop Tutu flew to India. He was personally received by the Dalai Lama and spent several days in Dharamshala, his second visit there in four years. The city, nestled among the majestic Himalayas, is home to the Tibetan government in exile. And here, as the two leaders met local school children, you could see the warmth and playfulness that came to symbolize their friendship.
1: Now my English okay? Uh, possible. <laughs>
10: they often teased each other, bantering and laughing as they interacted with local students and every once in a while they'd reach out and clasp each other's hands. At one point, the two even broke out into a dance. They were meeting on the occasion of the Dalai Lama's 80th birthday and here Archbishop Tutu reminded Tibetans the lessons that South Africa's anti-apartheid movement Held for them.
1: We in South Africa for many, many years lived under a system of injustice and oppression. And many, many of our leaders and people, young people, went into exile. and it seemed like the chains of oppression would never be broken but yo <laughs> it happened it happened one day you too All of you, one day, we will see your beloved Tibet.
10: Their friendship also resulted in the two Nobel Peace Prize winners collaborating over a book called The Book of yes, Joy. The last time the two of them interacted was over a video call in June 2021. They were speaking to commemorate the release of the film, Mission Joy, Finding Happiness in Troubled Times, which is based on their book.
13: Although
1: physically, it's a distance, but mentally, we're always together. Till my death, I carry your spirit.
10: Every interaction between the two was jovial, with Archbishop Tutu's family even describing them as eight-year-old boys. But the two leaders were united by their own personal experiences of taking on authoritarian regimes. Archbishop Tutu, often referred to as South Africa's moral compass, fought racial injustice in his home country for decades and was instrumental in dismantling apartheid. The 14th Dalai Lama has lived here in India in exile for more than five decades, having fled Tibet in 1959 when the Chinese government took control. Neha Punia, SABC News, New Delhi.
5: 20 minutes before 7 o'clock. And you'll remember, of course, not not only their special friendship, but it was the South African government of the day and their decision in 2011 not to allow the Dalai Lama to visit South Africa that, that resulted in Desmond Tutu back then uttering words that I'm sure must have pained him to say, but that the regime of South Africa post-apartheid was worse than apartheid. And I'm sure he took it personally. But my oh my, like I said, when that voice speaks, you know that it's in the interest of South Africa. Keep your comments, keep your thoughts coming through. Such a beautiful tweet and a poignant tweet that came through on my timeline. By the way, at Udo Carlsa is the handle. Gavin came says, and listen to this. We should all hope that following the passing of Tutu, the Clark, Mandela, Lutuli, that South Africa actually never needs to have a Nobel Peace Prize winner again. Point made. Point made. Thank you very much for that. Let's go to uh, Tandiswa Mao, who's on the line to us and uh, said to give us just the preview uh, of what is uh, going to happen. Tandiswa, good morning and welcome to the show, firstly. Good morning. Uto. Where are you as we speak?
9: As we speak now, Udo, I'm at the parade. A parade, you know, is a center, it's a public viewing centre uh, that has been uh, established so, uh, to cater for the overflow. In fact, as you know, uh, only 100 people will be allowed into the cathedral, so they open this space. So this is where we are right now. But it's a bit quiet, uh, I guess, because it's still very early and also because maybe it's Starting to rain now, and mm. uh, there's a 65 percent chance of rain. So it has started pouring. So I'm not expecting a lot of people because of that weather um, situation again. So this is where we are now. Udo. as all the streets around the cathedral and this uh, area, the parade has been cut off in order to avoid, you know, any. Traffic and everything, so uh, it looks a bit quiet. Also around the, around the cathedral, mm-hmm. only the journalists are around there. Even the journalists will not be allowed into this, into the church itself, while the, the procession is going on. Uh, as you might know, uh, Udo, this is an official, it's a category one funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, President. Cyril Ramaphosa said it's a category one funeral with religious characteristics, so the church has taken over. So there won't be any parade of the military or the police or anything that you will see around the church, although it's an official category one Funeral, so it will be just a normal uh, a funeral as the as the as the Archbishop had wished that there shouldn't be any pomp and ceremony, just quiet. As you might know, also Udo that uh, he spent the night at the at the cathedral itself, and uh, he also had wished that he remains there and there shouldn't be any people around, so there's just security Around the cathedral mm-hmm. itself, but inside there was nobody. He had asked that it just be himself inside that cathedral uh, from last night. So we're waiting for ten o'clock, uh, when the official funeral is going to start, and the President Cyril Ramaphosa is expected to deliver the the eulogy for the for the for the Archbishop.
5: Uh, Tandiswa, ju- just sketch the the picture here for us because. That little L-shaped piece of land, the road and the pavement where St. George's Cathedral is, there, there obviously is some kind of ring of security around that. For people who are sitting listening right now, thinking that if they leave their homes at nine o'clock, they, they can come through and get a good vantage point of what's, uh, what's uh, happening at St. George's, uh, I gather that's, that's not going to be possible. That place is going to be crammed today, not only with uh, members of the public, but also journalists. It is not
9: possible. In fact they had warned the public not to even try and come close to the cathedral. Mm. All the areas around the cathedral have been cordoned off. Only people with, who are accredited will be able to come through, which in most cases is invited, guests and and, and the journalists. So it's not possible. Anyone who wants to see what's happening inside the cathedral is advised to come to these public viewing spaces where we are right now at the at the at the parade. So there's a strong warning, even from the there's the a joint uh, the, what you call it the joint uh, committee of the security in, here in the province, mm-hmm. which consists of the of the city police and the police themselves. Also, they warned yesterday that don't even try and come close to the cathedral. that area is cottoned off, nobody will be allowed
5: through okay. then, then the rundown of how things will happen when are we expecting people to arrive in the church, the service to actually begin, what is the anticipated finishing time the, and then how does this entire procession of people, we know that the body will, will lie there in the church but what is the entire procession of people then for the rest of the day
9: we were expecting the family to have left the home or to leave the home shortly uh, to this area, and then uh, at 10 o'clock, that's when the we expect the dignitaries to come. Now, and that any from any any time from 9 o'clock, because the ceremony is supposed to start exactly at 10 o'clock. We were told that uh, it's supposed to finish at. Uh, at about 2 o'clock this, this, uh, this afternoon, thereafter, the body of the, of, the, of the arch will be taken for cremation at a private ceremony. So at this point in time, no guests have arrived at, mm-hmm. the, at the church right now, but we expect them to come uh, in, to start coming in, in about an hour or so for the 10 o'clock start of the, of the official funeral. Final,
5: okay. que- final question, Tandiswa, and, and thank you so much for all the details this morning. And this is more a personal question. I mean, we, we, we do what we do, uh, and sometimes we, we, we over-normalize what is an emotional day, given what we are covering as journalists. Uh, is there a sense of something special? <laughs> in you today about about what's about to to happen
9: it is it is you know what i've been watching and listening to every word that he has said Uh. and it made me think of my own own experience with the with the arch you know uh, there was a time when he said he said no he's now of the public. He's not going to speak to the public any anymore. And then uh, it was around the, the time of the Dalai Lama uh, and that, uh, you know, with, uh, with, uh, with President Zuma's uh, cabinet. So we were looking for him, you know, I think it was a month or two after that. We were looking for any information, any public comment from him. And then there was an event that was happening at the Upscape. And then, you know, there's always... His spokespeople don't want us to talk to talk to him at that, at that point. So I sneaked around to get a comment from him. And then, unfortunately for me, the, the, the people who control his media saw me, and then they came and dragged me away from him. And you know what he said to me? He was laughing at me because I was looking at him so that he could defend or protect me from his people. He just looked at me and said, you know what? <laughs> they're gonna beat you up like he said it in not talk a you know oh, <laughs> so there are yeah. such nice moments that you know we just cannot not be emotional about about the act sure. because he was so fond of the journalist he was always open and and willing to talk to us until later you know when it was difficult to get a hold of him and then we okay. so wanted a comment yeah, from him so
5: Yes, emotional as sure. ever for me. Uh, uh, wamao, thank you very much for uh, just that reminiscence, but also uh, yeah, blow-by-blow blow detail of what we can expect from the church this morning. Let's join uh, senior reporter here at SABC, Samkele Maseko. He joins us on the line now. Samkele, good morning and welcome to the show, firstly. A very good morning to you and to the listeners. Where will you be today?
11: We are supposedly meant uh, to be where the dignitaries who are coming to the burial procession of uh, the late Archbishop Desmond do do a way to be dropped off, but uh, it seems as if that may not uh, happen today with uh, the heavy downpours in They say, In essence, that uh, when it pours and the heavy downpours in a burial of uh, a human being, it means that the heavens are opening up its doors to receive their son and their angel, who's going to be looking after those whom are his family representatives and the nation at large, knowing very well that the Archbishop Desmond due to having died with a very heavy heart hmm. at the trajectory that South Africa has taken.
5: If we and and we were asking our listeners this morning just what to them the legacy of the late Archbishop is and and if we look at the history of South Africa he's played many different roles during the years of apartheid if if it wasn't for a voice like Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Something like apartheid could easily, and, and, and it's an ugly thing to say in the world of, of, of politics, but something like apartheid could easily become blasé and, and not in people's faces. Uh, it's something they, they, they wouldn't have to deal with on a, a regular basis.
11: The biggest mistake you can ever make is to reduce a struggle of a liberation of a liberation of a country to an individual. It's like those who reduce the struggle of South Africa to Nelson Mandela had been in, in, in prison for 27 years. Yet the were people like Robert Mangaliso who were also fighting for the liberation of this country, people like Chris Martin, people like Tumanuk, people like Sol Plaatje. There are many, many voices that were there in the apartheid era. Yes, voices like Desmond Tutu were important, but they were not the lone voices in the country. Yet, people like Bishop Mahoba who was there as well. He had many liberation struggle icons voicing out their opinions on the trajectory of the country, and not just one particular individual. Yes, he played an important part, but he was not a lone voice. His voice was very critical. He was part of those religious leaders who were not afraid to take the mantle and take the fight right up to the doorstep of the apartheid government, even when he received the Nobel Peace Prize. His uh, staunch opponent was there next to him, even when other cities disassociated with him, the city of Cape Town embraced him with his, laureate, with his Nobel Peace Prize. So it essentially tells you that uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, no matter the government of the day, whether it was President, uh, former President Nelson Mandela, former President Mbeki, former President Zuma, former President, uh, current President Sir Ramaphosa, former President F.W. de Klerk, uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu always voiced out his injustices of the people. That were being exploited, and those people whom were essentially being oppressed by the apartheid government, people, and fighting for justice, for social justice, for many South Africans across the board and the world at large.
5: I was meant to have a chat with our colleagues uh, Ms. Sophie Mukwena this morning uh, and, and I understand that she's she's busy with some other interviews but fr- from an international perspective the, the, the interest that has been shown in what happens around St. George's today how how big is it?
11: There is a huge interest uh, worldwide for the burial of Archbishop Desmond Tutu messages have been pouring in left, right and centre of condolences and uh, there will definitely be international delegates coming through uh, to the burial of the Archbishop, where he will be implanted in the Saint George's Cathedral Church, where his remains laid overnight.
5: Here we go, Sam Masekwa, Thank you very much for your time this morning, giving us an update of what is transpiring in and around the church, and also uh, a view on the legacy of the late Anglican Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu. 6.53 the time right now. Need to take a quick little break and then we'll be back with you on the other side.
4: We pay tribute to one of South Africa's greatest heroes, an anti-apartheid and human rights activist. Desmond Tutu will tell his story through a South African story double bill on the 29th, the 30th and the 31st of December. I just can't keep quiet on the 31st of December and the 1st of January. And a double bill of I just can't keep quiet on the 2nd of January. Join us as we honor the arch on SABC2. You belong. You are listening to Udo Karlser on SAFM.
5: Well, Anglican Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu's role as the chairperson of the South Africa's unprecedented former Truth and Reconciliation Commission will always be a key and memorable part of his legacy. He led South Africa, especially survivors and victims of gross human rights abuses under apartheid from the mid-1990s in its search for the truth, reconciliation, healing and justice. Former senior reporter Angela Bolwana reflects on Tutu's critical role.
1: I now declare that the hearing of the truth and Reconciliation Commission is now in session. We remember Mapeta <laughs> Mohapi, Charles Sipo Hase, Kakauli <laughs> Champion <laughs> Kalela, <laughs> <laughs> Pindilem <laughs> Sipiwe Hamlet Mazuai. We will now sing three.
6: The first day of a two and a half year process of healing. Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Tutu, the man who had led South Africans in the most trying times, would be the chairperson of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission to help the nation confront a difficult and violent past. It was never going to be easy.
1: O God of justice, mercy and peace, we long to put behind us all the pain and division of apartheid together with all the violence which ravaged our communities in its name. And so we ask you to bless this Truth and Reconciliation Commission with your wisdom and guidance.
6: The Archbishop won the hearts of South Africans yet again when he cried and mourned with the grief stricken. Day after day, the team of commissioners would hear horrifying tales of loved ones who disappeared or were murdered, terrorised, Tutu himself heard for the first time about plans by the apartheid regime to assassinate him. Many could not contain their grief. At that moment,
0: I was trembling because I was afraid of what might have happened to my husband and I was still 20 at the time and I couldn't handle this. So I was taken to Nyami's place and when I got there, Nyami was crying terribly and it affected me also.
11: Chairman, may I request the commission to adjourn? Before I don't think the witness is in a condition to continue at the present moment.
6: The Truth and Reconciliation Commission laid bare the atrocities. There were times in the process when there would be confrontation. Many will remember the often tense exchanges during ANC stalwart Winnie Madikizela Mandela's testimony and cross-examination.
1: Excuse me. Excuse me. Please, please we are we are not at a show it's not a show i wish it were it's not a show and i am quite insistent i give permission for clapping
5: please wow poignant words there from the archers who presided over the truth and reconciliation commission And that report by uh, our uh, our former senior reporter, Angela Boluana, reflecting on Tutu's critical role in, in what has been still one of the most complicated processes that we came out of apartheid with. But that is a debate for another day entirely. For now, though, let me just remind you on every single SABC platform today, you will get an update from the laying to rest of the late Archbishop Desmond. Tutu. My thanks to the team of Sisanda Jonas, Tracy Bwomgaard and Titiangwene Manashi, producing the show our technical producer Mark Preller and our executive producer uh, Tvutsitwi Lukoto. We'll be back tomorrow and we leave you with this from a listener who penned this tribute to the late the great Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Like a comet
4: you you brightened our darkest nights. Your voice was loudest when the rest was arrested those who spoke were silenced those who stood up were removed pw deemed you a phony bishop he cried your demeanor fooled him like a true soldier you held our flag high in your going we lower our flag Your voice was your armor. It defeated the mighty armies. When we saw only dark clouds, you showed us the faintest rainbows. Your truth knows no season. It cares not about who it remains. Like a fading star, we see you in darkness, unlike a star, your brightness will not fade. Tandazwe, kodi, Koti, Tatumkulu. It's me, Kolani Noche. I penned this on the event of Archbishop Desmond Tutu's death on the 26th December 2021. Thank you.